Good evening. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> Sam was just chatting away. And then he wonders why I'm staring up at the camera looking I'm all like, ready to go. <laughs> you're staring at me and smiling at me. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Why are you still talking? Focus. Oh, awesome. Hi. Good evening. We have some great people watching. Yeah. We see the Ruds watching and Verity. Good evening. And I believe Jen's watching with us as well. Great oh, my to... My mom's name. Hi, Mom. Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> our moms are our biggest fans. I know. <laughs> you gotta okay. love. You gotta love family. I yeah. love family. Yeah. Right. Well, here we are doing Acts chapter 13. 13 to 15. And again, we would love to just you hear your insights. Comment. I saw that. Yeah, I'd love to hear your insights. And what just stood out? Any questions? I'm really good at making up answers. I might not <laughs> know, but I can sound like I know. We if that's the insurance. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably better to do. So uh, starting off, even here with Linda, um, she's saying what stood out to her, or Linda and Craig, I'm not going to assume, yeah. uh, was, uh, stood out for me was how the Jewish people are God's chosen people, and yet took look at how obstinate they yeah. were. He finally turned his back and offered everything to the Gentiles. Yeah, we're going to see that. We're going to see how um, the gospel was made available to the Gentiles and how we benefit from that, because I'm a Gentile. Yeah. yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, um, I guess I'll start, just sure. starting off right off the bat in verse 1. We're going to start off with our favorite segment, Interesting Facts with Sam, yeah. brought to you <laughs> by Sam Alessio. We're still awaiting a sponsor, so if anyone wants to sponsor this segment, uh, there's openings there. But uh, Simeon and, um, oh, I should have looked up how to say his name. Simeon and Manian, Manian, if Man I say it fast enough. Manian. 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 Anyway, so Simeon, uh, he oh, no. was presumably uh, a black African among the Antioch congregation and possibly the same Simeon who carried Jesus' cross. So that's a possibility. And that's found in Luke 23, verse 26, just him carrying the cross, not the confirmation that he's also in Acts. But also, I found this was really fun. Um, uh, Manaean, Manaean uh, mentioned here, <laughs> this yeah. Manaean mentioned here, grew up with Herod, the Tetrarch. Now, this is the same Herod who beheaded uh, John the Baptist and presided over Jesus' trial. And that you can find his trial over in Luke as well, 23. Uh, Herod and Manaean grew up together, but went very different ways, which I found really interesting. Mm -hmm. One killed John the Baptist and presided over one of the trials of Jesus before his crucifixion. The other became a Christian, which is really neat, and a leader in a dynamic congregation of Antioch. And there's actually quite a bit written about Manaean in church history outside of Bible. So what? there you go. Yeah. This is a prime example of how we read different things. Yeah, I love fun While facts. we're reading because I just I didn't even Yeah. question thought, any of that. Let's Google these names and yeah. see how they matter. Yes. That's yes. awesome. The part that stood out to me still in verse 1 was I liked that they mentioned a couple of the gifts and that was prophets and teachers. I don't know why that really stood out to me other than I like knowing that we all have gifts mm -hmm. one of the there are a number of passages in the bible that talk about the different gifts we all have but the one that um i liked it actually doesn't mention pastors it does mention teachers um is in romans and it's romans 12 and it says god has given us different gifts for doing certain things well mm -hmm. and so i'll i won't read it all but it says the ability to prophesy the, the ability to speak out with as much faith as god has given you um serving teaching encouraging giving leadership ability um showing kindness like really 
all of us fit in there. I just yeah. thought it was neat. I like that there's different gifts and that they could label who was not label in a bad way. Just point out our strength. Yeah, I like yeah. it too. Awesome. You have a point here in verse three as well, I believe, don't you? Who, me? Yes, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> all no. the parents out there like, ah, was it me, then who? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Hello, anyway. Doreen, and hello, Craig. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> the unpracticed version of this. They're always unpracticed. I yeah, just it's mean, true. Yeah. We don't really go over things before. And well, I'll go anyway, first then. Go ahead. So I'm looking at verse 3 here, and then it said, The men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. This is when the church sent out uh, Saul and Barnabas. I just noticed that the church of Antioch sent Barnabas yeah. and Saul out. I thought yeah, that was yeah. actually neat. I did comment the same thing, actually. You're right on verse 3. Yeah. I um, like that, too. They were supported and sent by a specific congregation, which I think is just really cool. Just this church had to recognize the need to send out. Um, as far as we know, uh, this had never happened before in history. Well, they, yeah. Right? So Antioch is like, I like this pioneering church that recognizes that the gospel can't just stay here. It needs to continue to go out. Whereas really before, when you consider kind of the Jewish ties to it, and, and Linda touched on it, yeah. it was very much this was ours. The Antioch church recognized that this was others as well. Yeah. And so I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Significantly cool because we're, we're recipients of that. <laughs> we are. <laughs> you have one on mine's not till verse 10. So. Oh, okay. I'll keep going. More... <laughs> Fun you don't often, I don't often let you keep going. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> more fun facts. This isn't even a fun fact. Uh, I just noticed verse 8. Uh, but Amias, the sorcerer, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention. Uh, and this is just dealing with the opposition that, uh, that they dealt with, that Barnabas and Saul dealt with. And it stood out to me. It's just really... I mean, if we are effectively communicating, demonstrating the gospel, then we should be feeling opposition, yeah. really. And if we're not, that means kind of going the wrong way. And I always, I remember in youth group, there always used to be this picture, poster. I was in the era of posters. Yes, I don't know if you guys too. remember the posters Definitely. in your church. Maybe even share some of the posters that you guys had oh. in your church that you remembered. Uh, mine was a, 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 a stream with fish and then a fish that was colored differently yeah. going in the opposite direction. And that's what we're supposed to be. And so you're supposed to feel that opposition when, um, yeah, when you're going in the wrong direction. So it just stood out to me. And then I just noticed that Saul actually dealt with the opposition supernaturally, hmm. right? So he called him out right away, recognizing that opposition is from our enemy and he has authority to deal with it. Whereas my response, generally speaking, and I'm working on this, so I'm not like perfect. I'm not putting myself down, but naturally my response is like, oh, this just is what it is. I'm right. going the right way. Right. When Paul, like, oh, sorry, Saul recognizes, hey man, no, you're not from God. I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Part of me is afraid to call people out. It's not really my strength. And like, sometimes opposition is there because I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways. Doreen, Doreen said, the whole focus of the early believers was to tell others. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, Doreen. Yeah. yeah. Why we have shifted focus. Or yeah. if we have, I mean, I'm not saying we always have. Mm -hmm. It's a very good point. Ooh, Tanya and James, welcome. Thanks for jumping in <laughs> Hi, and joining yeah, us. Said. Hi, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I loved your point on verse 9. Oh, yes. So, uh, Saul, also known as Paul. Now, I grew up in yes. my church tradition, I have heard sorry, this before, mom, too. that Saul's name was changed to Paul. But when you begin to read the Bible, you recognize that his name actually wasn't changed to Paul, 
but his name is actually also Paul, and this is why. So a lot of people assume that Saul's name was changed, but it didn't. Saul is the Jewish name, and Paul was his name given uh, by his father, who was a Roman. It's his Roman name. It's not like Saul is Paul in Roman. It's literally a different name. The irony here, and this is kind of fun fact by Sam, uh, the name Paul means, uh, I looked it up, it's funny, it means like little or tiny. Little. Little. Yeah. Actually means little, and Paul was anything but little. But uh, the name highlights his Roman citizenship. And most likely why we see uh, Paul referenced as Paul, because now he is traveling in predominantly Roman areas. And we also see how his citizenship, uh, uh, when he was jailed, and how his citizenship stood out. So... Paul and Saul are the same people. It wasn't a name change. I definitely thought it was a name change. I thought it was bad guy Saul, <laughs> good guy Paul. <laughs> you know what? We wrote a song about that, and now no. it doesn't even work. <laughs> I definitely thought. I think I thought till about three minutes ago that <laughs> bad guy Saul, Saul's name good was guy changed Paul. To Paul. <laughs> Okay, alrighty. We taught okay. all your kids in Sunday school this, by the way. Yeah, do not. Okay, valid point. Okay. I love how there's no comments. We're just drowning. But you know, you guys just keep watching. It's oh, fine. No. Okay, well, speaking uh, of. Okay, yes. Speaking of people's names having meaning, mm -hmm. verse 10, um, we have Saul, also known as Paul, <laughs> coming up against the sorcerer hmm. and he says you son of the devil so he's coming up against him the sorcerer's name was bar jesus which means are people making fun of me no. yes. <laughs> which means son of savior yes isn't it interesting that he was a sorcerer sorry i missed it <laughs> and isn't it interesting that mm -hmm. he's being called the son of the devil yeah instead it was the opposite oh. to what his name actually meant Great I observation. It up. Facts by Katie. <laughs> That's a great observation. Good job, buddy. So, anyway, I also liked. Is anyone comment? <laughs> oh my god. You know what? We went. I, this, I didn't learn this in Bible college. Bible college woefully prepared us for the Saul Paul transition. I, I wasn't paying attention. All I was right? busy getting. So Jen, married. you got connections. We need to add a course on the Saul Paul transition. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That could have just been me. I love verse 11. Let's go there for a second. All right. It says, Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sun. I don't know. I know it's a weird thing to say I loved, but instantly, oh, you will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. I was like, oh, it's not the first time we've seen someone struck blind, but I was like, oh, I wonder if... Um, this, I wondered if this was a revealing of spiritual blindness mm. by giving physical blindness. This caused the governor to believe, but maybe yes, yes. also the sorcerer. I wondered what happened to him. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it says right? it caused the governor to believe, and the yeah. sorcerer was his, you know, not right-hand guy, but the one speaking to him. And I just wondered, what happened to him? Anybody know? <laughs> I don't know. If anyone's ever looked up. Anyway. Yeah, Linda comments that apparently verse 9 is the first time Saul was called Paul. That's correct. Yes. It was the first time. Wouldn't be the last. And that's actually one of the conversations Katie and we I had. had yeah. Is, you know, Katie brought it up actually. This is totally your point and I'm stealing it. So this <laughs> is not Sam's smart thoughts. This is Katie's smart thoughts. I but think. 
you see quite often that it was like uh, Paul also known as Saul or like Peter also known as Simon. Like you see that referenced over and over again. Yeah. And we're just curious why that wasn't happening. So if someone smarter than us knows the answer to that, that'd be great. Like I made assumptions. That they changed, that they, it looks like they changed his name. Because normally it would have read Saul known as Paul and it would have read that way for all of the Bible verses that yeah. we read. Instead, yeah. this way, it's Saul and then transitions to Paul and mm -hmm. never goes back. Yeah, my, I just wondered my, my like making up point is probably because <laughs> at this point, uh, um, the church recognized him as Paul because his ministry to yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Gentiles. And the, obviously, this is written by Luke after the fact, right? So that's my thought. Let's see, what do we got? We'll prove I got that we verses. don't know everything. No, <laughs> I definitely don't. I'm jumping in in verse 38 yeah, here. Go for it. Uh, or does, I think James and Tanya had a point oh, in yeah, there too. Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. No, let's see it. I didn't write it down. Thoughts Printed by James out. and Tanya. Also looking for you a sponsor read segment. This time? And then I'll... Sure, is this one here? Yeah, here? I think so. Paul had absolutely, this is referencing verse 9, Paul had absolutely no fear in walking in the authority he had in Christ. He called out the sorcerer, and immediately the demon bowed, and the governor became a believer. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Now, the false prophet was who was a sorcerer obviously didn't have good fruit. That's in reference to this morning's sermon, which is good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Which is, yeah. you, know, you know, we joke about that, but pastors obviously wonder yeah. <laughs> if people listen. The disciples were really trying to emphasize new birth and not living under the law of Moses. They also made it clear that the Gentiles could be saved through Jesus and didn't have to be circumcised according to the law. They were all equal in yeah, Christ. Good. And I am very thankful for yeah, that. You actually wrote that. In Did one, I really? In one of the later oh. things, I read that and thought, yes, yes. you are thankful. <laughs> I'm very thankful. But anyway, you were heading to 38. Yeah, verse 38 and 39. This is, uh, brothers, listen, we are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, uh, there is forgiveness for your sins. This isn't anything deep. I just loved how yeah. Paul's message was so similar to Peter's message. And we're looking, if we kind of use a timeline that we've been reading, the 12 years, blah, 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 roughly 15 years after Pentecost. And yet the message stayed the same. Yeah. And I don't know, the message of the gospel stayed the same. The same yesterday, today, and forever is the four square kind of motto saying, and it's true to the message of the gospel. Yeah, I wrote Jesus that Christ. next to the same verse. Yes. Yeah. Just the word yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone who believes in him is declared right with God. Yeah. It's such a powerful statement. <laughs> and I feel like we work really hard to make it complicated, right? Like, yeah. But it's, the gospel message is the same. And... Uh, I love Paul's boldness in sharing it. All right. What do you got uh, for us in chapter 14 I just, here? No, wait. I got, oh, I got one more. One more point in chapter 13. <laughs> I, uh, I had to Google something because I was curious about mm. it. And it said in verse 48, it said, When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. And my brain went, chosen for eternal life? What does that mean? <laughs> because um, I think my brain made a bit of a, uh, it was like, aren't we all not chosen, but like it's available to all. The Bible yeah. says all may receive and all these things. So I just was curious what that meant. And so I Googled it. And apparently it's often Googled. And... A better word for this translation, so says the commentaries I was looking at, would be not chosen, but prepared or ready. Hmm. And not not a big deal. It would have been like, they were ready at this time to receive 
the gospel, not that they were chosen specifically to receive the gospel, and that it was a contrast with verse 46, which said, um, was speaking to the Jews, and they said, since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we're going to offer it to the Gentiles. It wasn't a yeah. God chose them to reject it, it was they rejected it. And so this was those who were ready to receive it, received it, not yeah. that they were chosen. So I think that was misleading a little bit, the word to me. Yeah, no, and I guarantee you, I could actually totally guarantee you that that little statements like that in scripture have led to a ton of debates. Yeah. Honestly. So, yeah, good I job looking it, it up. I was like, oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Chapter 14, though, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, I just really love verse 3. I have here, uh, this apostle stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord proved their message was true, the message of grace, <laughs> by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. And yeah. I just was like, yes, the message of grace is accompanied by <laughs> signs, signs and, and wonders. wonders. Which is going to lead to this evening's question. We're going to talk about it in a bit but I'll put it up here so you guys can see it uh, ahead of time. And we're going to talk about healing and the role faith plays in healing. And we want to hear your thoughts on the faith required to be healed. Now, do you want to kind of explain that question further? Yeah. Like you had come, we were chatting a bit before yeah. on, this is just a conversation. So yes, like, this isn't an answer. what are your thoughts on faith required by the person praying? Because I know, like, I pray all the time for people who don't have any faith. Yeah. They're, I'm praying, they don't know I'm praying. I'm praying for them to become Christians, for one thing. So we know they have no faith. And then also, you're praying for people who have faith. Yeah. And maybe you're weak in your faith, but you're praying for them because, you know, we're meant to. But you're like, I actually don't think this is going to happen. But maybe they are the ones that have the faith for what they're asking for. So that was our question Oopsie. was, what I do you thought. think? Have you ever yeah. experienced anything like that where... Yeah, maybe you had no faith and saw something happen and were, you know, yeah. astonished or vice versa. <laughs> so that leads kind of like into my point and why I brought up the question uh, kind of in the first place is uh, verse 9. And listening as Paul preached, looking straight at him, Paul realized that he had faith to be healed. Yeah. And uh, I just, a couple things stood out. Just even that statement. He had faith to be healed. What okay. does that even look like? <laughs> what, does, what does that look like? Um, what did he do that was special and different? And, and I don't know, but he also what stood out is, is um, Paul noticed. Yeah. Right? A and the intuitiveness and the intuitiveness? Intuitive. Intuitiveness <laughs> of Paul and the sensitivity he had to the Holy Spirit yeah. to be able to say, no, that person is ready to receive. That person's ready for healing. And so, um, yeah, and That's, I don't have the answer. Yeah, well, it's a question, Paul how tell? could Paul tell he had faith to be well, healed? Well, we don't know. <laughs> and, and, you know, I have, like, thoughts, like, like you know, uh, spirit recognizing spirit, just being able to listen and hear and be connected with the Holy Spirit. Like, we see Jesus doing it. Jesus was in crowds, yet he knew. We talk about the, the pool, where the pool was stirred, and there, you know, lots of people are gathered, but Jesus identified the one person, and being able to connect with what the Holy Spirit's doing, I thought um, really stood out. And that's what led to the question. And I want to hear what you guys have to say. Mm -hmm. We have some thoughts. So I don't know if you want to share them. Yeah, I saw uh, James and Tanya commented, when we are praying for healing, there's never any lack from God. His will is always to heal. Totally. Yes. Yeah, I, know I definitely that he's, agree. 
Jesus is the one that said, you know, there's no faith here. They talk yeah. about, say, a village. So I know that there's, there's people that can have no faith, but not God. Okay. Yeah. And then faith the size of a mustard seed. It's not the size of our faith, but the greatness of our God. Totally. Yeah. Another one of our favorite things we've taught our Sunday school kids. This one was true. Yeah. <laughs> faith the size of a mustard seed. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Doreen. Yeah. And like we also recognizing that there's some things that we just don't see. We really yeah. don't. And well, there's don't people see. I've prayed for that I haven't seen healing in. There's healing in my own body. I think we all have those stories, but it doesn't change the truth of who God is. Right, it just I kind of, it kind of leads to ask this question, yeah. and uh, it encourages me. Okay, what do I need to grow in and step into to really see that take place? Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's oh verse nineteen. I thought it was verse nine when they were they were talking. So let me just. Oh no, yeah. it is nineteen that we're at. Unless somebody else has something. Yeah, maybe uh, like Linda here oh, yeah. says, maybe God told him via His Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's very much so. And and really. If we're being honest, like Paul is really in tune here, right? You, yeah. And, and and like, I don't have another word. But yeah, there's He's obviously a connection and an intuitiveness <laughs> that Paul is connected to that we are working on connecting to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to share. James and Tanya had commented on fourteen nineteen. Okay. Um, it was amazing how the Jews stoned Paul, thought he was dead. Then Paul just got up and moved on with what they were doing. Another miracle. The text says other believers gathered around him. So the question they wondered is, did they pray together, raise him from the dead, raise him from the almost dead kind of thing? Being saved was not just through hearing the word, but those who responded in faith believed, and this response yeah. is by the Holy Spirit. And the Jews made it clear that it was somewhat of an exclusive club to get into the synagogue, but it is Jesus who catches them and he cleans them. <laughs> great point. Is it yeah. Tanya? Tanya's Both point? Yeah. Tanya and James? That's a great point. Like, even if we go back to um, the question being asked, uh, when we, I talked about this re- briefly. Um, I had a little bit of a meltdown, I would say, two days ago. Yeah. I'm doing three. my acts yeah. and Katie walks in and I just felt like, you know what? Like... I don't know, can I say this word on live? No. Okay, I'm horrible. Like, <laughs> we're reading this stuff, and like, what is... I haven't seen is, thousands come to know the Lord. I think it was is, like basically that. <laughs> yeah, like I was like pity party. But then like we also talk, there's some things I don't understand, right? Because I have literally been the same person, gone to Mexico, gone to Costa Rica, and saw, saw healings like I've never seen before. Yeah. I saw someone speak in Spanish who couldn't really speak in Spanish. Saw clothes salvation. multiply, salvation, and sometimes... I even think it's like culturally, like places that are ready to receive versus like, it, are people really ready for the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit here? Are we only seeing a measure because of the climate? I, I, those are like things I'm just supposing. I don't have a full, full answer to that, but they're observations that I've noticed. But then I was telling him like, yeah, that God is always on the move and our yeah. expectations can be that it would look like a thousand people at a time, which would be fantastic. But then we miss, I handed out a Bible this week and the guy was so touched. It wasn't, I didn't do the handing out. I gave it to a friend, but when she handed it, he was so touched. He was almost crying. And then we saw a a healing on almost full, almost full healing of of some skin. Um, And then we, we saw, we heard about, it wasn't through us, but saw, heard about a deliverance while someone was just on a walk. Like things that are just like, yes, God is on the move. It's not maybe how exactly how we want to see but yes we can't deny he's real okay yeah. craig had a I point there yeah uh we may not understand but if we have open hearts and 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 uh 
don't, oh, don't. don't not believe oh, yeah. God can do His will. Uh, yeah, just believing and trusting. Uh, we sung this morning, if you watched our Sunday service, uh, Waymaker, and it's a we song we do often. It's not a mysterious, mysterious song, but even when you're not, uh, even when we don't see, see it. it, you're working, and that's a true statement. That he's always on. He's on always, the move. always on the move, always working. <laughs> awesome. What else? I don't even know where we are. We're still. We're just before oh, verse. Oh, I just uh, thought eighteen and nineteen were interesting because yeah. it's like how much different. How many? How far could you come in two verses? I mean, yeah. we've seen it before with salvations and things, but this one was um, in verse 18. Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them, like in awe of them. Yeah. And then in 19, we see some Jews arrived. These aren't the same people, just the situation. Some Jews arrived, won the crowd over. So then these were the same people and stoned Paul, dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> what happened to building me an altar? <laughs> I don't. So, let's go so. back to the praising me part instead of stoning me. Yesterday, this was yeah. a lot more fun. Anyway, yeah. I mean, and they just found like, that frustrating too. But. Can we talk about like the hatred of some people? Like they actually, some people literally traveled and followed them. To make their lives. Like that's yeah. now borderline, you're obsessing and there's something going on here. But anyways, I noticed that too. Uh, I like to be verse 22, where they strengthened the believers, they encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And I mean, that's a message we need to hear because like, we don't really suffer a lot of hardships. And not that I'm looking for hardships to suffer. Um, a while back, actually, Francis Chan was really into a lot of that. Awesome. And then kind of had to like make a post about and talk about how he kind of celebrated suffering. We're not going to want to celebrate suffering. But be aware that, like, you know, some of the things that we call suffering, I mean, just isn't there yet. Yeah. Fun, fun point by Sam. <laughs> On suffering. <laughs> On suffering. Yeah. There's well, a lot to learn in suffering. Ooh, we're, we're getting close to the time here. Chapter 15. Yeah. What do you got for us, I, beautiful? Yeah, you know, I just pretty much, I jumped through to verse 7. Yeah. Um, and I just loved... Grace. This is the second time I'm going to say this tonight, but grace stood out to me. And I liked that it was a transition for the people to hear from a difficult yoke, impossible yoke to bear, mm -hmm. to an easy yoke. It says in verses 10 specifically, um, why are you challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? Yeah. We have a new yoke, the undeser undeserved grace of our Lord Jesus. Why are you burdened? You can almost feel his, we were freed from this. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I, like, I had nothing deep there. I agreed with you yeah. in the same section. And I just love the confirmation of salvation and acceptance by the Holy Spirit. He just loves and accepts. The Holy Spirit is important and the main focus of God moving. And that's why we talk about him a lot because... Uh, we are marked with this seal, and that is the Holy Spirit. And uh, actually, it just reminds me of the pickle, really. In oh. order to see change and transformation, we need to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. And we just see it, and that's the evidence that, wow, God has accepted the Gentiles because they were transformed. Yeah. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. There was a comment here. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is just on the, on the further point there. You can read it out from Tanya or James. Uh, regarding the Pharisees' influence. Yeah, about the stoning. Kind of like 
what is the current social social message of the day worldly thinking not kingdom yeah thinking. and i think like the modern day stoning is like the facebook ganging up on people right yeah and also just wanting to lay burdens on people that are not yeah. meant for moving away from the law from to law. the new I mean, creation yeah. yeah it's exactly awesome. right thanks guys mm -hmm. Um, for, I don't know why I wrote this. You know when you write notes a few days ago and then you're like, what was what I thinking? What was I thinking? This is one of those things. Okay. Um, it's going to come to oh you yeah, right now. I wondered this in verse 30. It says, the messengers went at once to Antioch where they called a general meeting of the believers. So that's like all of the believers yeah. in Antioch. Um, there was a lot I of them. wondered where they met. <laughs> I don't know. Like where, what place in Antioch would have been big enough for the entire church to meet. That was just my question. I wondered where they met and who cooked for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where my brain goes. There was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. So I appreciated that and just wondered where where were they meeting? Anyway. I'm sure someone knows. I love um, <laughs> Jen's point here. Uh, I love verse 50, uh, chapter 15, verse 28. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Yeah, it's so cool. Wisdom and experience, sorry, wisdom plus experience plus the Holy Spirit. They wrestled out the response and God confirmed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You could like preach a message maybe. Well, that's a great, <laughs> there's a couple, even a couple of chapters, last week, I believe, in one of the three chapters, it's just really good administrative advice. You go back to how they selected the apostles. Yes. They prayed. Remember when we read. Right? Yeah. And it's like, how many administrative decisions do we make without the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, totally. Who cooked? Totally. <laughs> okay, Martha. Yeah, great. On no, where actually, they I'm gather. a dish doer, but that's the yeah. same question. Because who cooks and then who has to clean? <laughs> wow. Um, um, awesome. I'm also very, very thankful for no adult circumcision. Praise <laughs> Jesus. I knew you had written it somewhere. It's Is I that found where it. you wrote it? Why yeah. did you write it right there? Because <laughs> oh, it's part of the letter. Um, yeah. I appreciated in verse 36, I thought, oh, this, this has something to do with the, the comment I made about them wanting to add a heavy yoke to the Gentile believers. And it says, after some time, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. My brain went, let's go visit the believers and see that no one has added a yoke of slavery. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> let's check up on them, make sure they're yeah. happy. <laughs> I can like, this is me trying to like sympathize with those Jewish believers who are doing that. Kind of like, wait a minute, I had to give up what? And they just had to believe? Mm -hmm. Okay, wait well, a minute, it's yeah. too easy. But that's making assumptions. And that's, that's a great observation, Katie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I look at that. The split of Paul and Barnabas yeah. was one that was actually really, really sad for me. This is before. I, I remember reading this as a teenager and being really, really sad. I'm, a, I'm not sure what everyone's church tradition is or if you have one, but uh, in the church I was involved in, we went through several splits. Yeah. And they're really painful. And so reading this brought memories of just, this is not good. And, um, and uh, I don't know what you did there. Oh, there you go. I touched yeah. all the wrong buttons. <laughs> it's just not good. And uh, this always saddened me as a kid. And even now, God still did great things. And uh, we even get to eventually see restoration of Paul and John Mark in 2 Timothy 4. So like hmm. Paul, like God redeems it. And we still see the missionary journeys. And we know through history, Barnabas still played a role. And we see Barnabas 
later on as well in the other letters. But uh, it's just sad. Obviously, that's not good, but God works all things for the good. And to me, this is a great reminder that even though empowered by the Holy Spirit, these were still people, and people are prone to um, silliness. <laughs> well, that's what Doreen... Well, no, not silliness necessarily. Yeah. But her comment goes with that. It says, even strong believers have friction. Yeah. The thing I appreciated was they divided, and they still went to strengthen the churches. Yes, they that's a great point. They didn't divide and one stop going to church altogether, yeah. which we've seen in variety oh, my of goodness. Yeah. dramas. And the other continue on or whatever yeah. it might be, both separated. They went to strengthen the churches. Let's focus on what's important here, people. Maybe not together, but that's okay. And let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> I appreciated that. And I think we see here also a clash of giftings. Paul being kind of that prototypical apostle who's just ready to go out again. And he wants nothing that holds him back, right? And so that was pretty callous of Paul which we, we see the restoration happen with John Mark. But then we have the pastor and Barnabas who wants to bring everything together. And sometimes, you know, they just don't always work yeah, and that's together. Okay. Mm. Well, that's all I have. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, Do you have any too. more? No, I, I said mine. Awesome. Well, next week, what are we doing next week? Should we 16 do 16 to 18? 16 to 18. It's also leading up to Pentecost Sunday. That is, that is that Sunday. That is that Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. So it's exciting. Um, if you watch this and you don't necessarily watch our Sunday mornings, um, our the message is going to be a lot like this. It's going to be five people, not including me. It's Katie and four other uh, people, uh, 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 Greg and Melissa, Linda and Craig. And, and it's going to be a discussion style focused around uh, the Holy Spirit, yeah. how they experience the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's going to be great. And I just love the opportunity to learn and to experience from other people. So we invite you to be present for that. But we'll also be here. That's 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, but then we'll also be here Sunday evening just to go through more of Acts 16 to 18. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do, do you want me to close in prayer? Sure. And we'll, uh, yeah, let's, let's pray together. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're still on the move today. And, and even the question we, we asked, Holy Spirit, you know, uh, where our faith is and there's things that I haven't seen but yeah mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge there's things that I have seen there's things that you're doing and so we just pray a strengthening of even my faith and our faith that Holy Spirit you would help us see not what we're not seeing but instead what, uh, what you are doing give us yeah. eyes to see you on the move and I pray that you prepare this ground keep working this ground of Powell River and the different cities that are watching and participating here so that we can see the fullness of the move and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, kind of like uh, the verse in Habakkuk, we have heard of your fame, we stand in awe of your deeds, and we proclaim with all the faith that we have in us, renew them, Lord, renew them in our day, yeah. in our time. Our prayer is that you would make them known. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Thank Amen. you so much for joining us. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Yeah.